I'm in a weird mood today, Nick. I'm just going to warn you. Uh-oh. Why are you weird? Don't know. Just feel weird. Well, you're older, you're wise... Well, you're older. <laughs> yeah. What's it's weird really about you? I don't know. I think it might be a bit of the um, the old the old post-birthday blues. Oh. You know what I mean? You're feeling a little bit... <laughs> A little bit down, or do no, you just mean not. you had a uh, a hangover, a big night, a big weekend? Oh, don't, don't. You know what? Don't do that. Don't put that on me. Don't assume that I'm hungover. I'm not assuming because I asked it in the form of a question. Don't assume it in the question. Okay. And it's a and a question is an assumption. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. I didn't, I didn't realize. I thought by its nature the open endedness was sort of implicitly not taking a side but i was wrong wrong again wrong again wrong again okay yet again gosh it's gonna um, be fiery today i can feel it i think it's uh i think it's for the best <laughs> okay yeah, I, i'm more entertaining when i'm cranky okay okay yeah. well i'll try and keep that in mind as i cry or myself not, to sleep actually or not oh <laughs> <laughs> uh. so where do we begin? Well, I'm going to have to defer to you on this one. I would hate to put a foot wrong and ask another question. So um, uh, you, you, Good call. You, can, you, can, you can start wherever you want to start and I'll support you in that choice. All right. Had a great birthday. Thanks for asking. Um, 34 years old now. Um, you know, I spoke to my dad about that. I, uh, he said, do you feel older? I said, no. And we kind of talked about you know, age and, and you know, f- feeling, feeling a certain age versus being a certain age. Yeah. You know, and so I've been kind of reflecting on that. I said to him that you know the, the older the older I get, the younger he and my mum seem. I don't know if that makes oh. sense to you. And as in, I'm not sure. As in, you recontextualize how old they were when you were young. Is that what you're sort of getting at? You always you always put it. A lot more, you know, elegantly than I, I do. You know, that's okay. exactly what I meant, Nick. Okay. That's exactly. That I, you're I, like. I feel like we've like come back on board little... and we're, we're in the same zone again. Oh, we're, we're back. We're back to, we're back to baseline now. Okay, good. Happy yeah. to be here. <laughs> Is there a correlation between the fact that you have started drinking? Because you, you were cranky, then you cracked a beer, you've had a little bit of a, a chug, it's gone down the system mm. And your mood quite quickly has improved for the better. I think. Well, I mean, maybe. I mean, I'm, I'm, I've I've been having some erratic mood swings lately, okay. and not necessarily in a bad way, but like it just this make this this pardon my French. <laughs> this 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 week, I've been particularly manic, and I've been manic in a in in a way that I feel like is good. You know, okay. not like not like a Kanye West, you know, a TV tirade okay. kind of manic. I yeah, feel yeah. like I'm, I'm, you know, I'm getting shit done. I had, oh, let me tell you this. Um, I I sold some. I sold a. I, I shouldn't really say what it is because it was a gift. I, I sold a gift. As you know, I'm 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 in the process of moving um, uh, overseas indefinitely and selling literally all my crap and some of those things i'm sorry to say are just gifts that i can't bring and i can't really be bothered to store i don't think that that's rude you know no no you're going overseas you're in your big life leap you know unless i gave it to you at which point fuck off 
No, I don't think you've ever given me a gift. Um, oh, but I, I think. Oh, you sure you yes. want to walk that path? You sure you want to walk <laughs> down know, that actually. path? Or do we oh. want to just slowly back away from the from the edge oh. of the cliff? A lot of confidence in that. I'm gonna, uh, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna back away. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it is I who is not the gift giver. Yeah, you've just you've mixed us up. Yes, you're selling anyway. things. You sold a thing. Sold a thing, but I sold this one particular thing to a very old man, and um, it was to do with space. Uh-huh. Um, and I ended up at like 9 p.m. on a, on a Thursday just having a, a 20-minute... I invited this old man. He must have been 85. Invited him in for for uh, for a chat because we were having we were doing the deal outside in the cold, in the freezing yeah. cold. And I said, you know what? We're hitting it off. Do you want to just come inside? Yeah. And we just sat at the dining table and talked about space. And it was it was beautiful. Oh. It was a beautiful thing. And I honestly... I honestly think that that gave me so much energy that it sent me into a manic state. Okay. You got so invigorated by an 85-year-old man. Oh. <laughs> Emergency oh, alert. Good. Really? Yeah. This is a test message. A test of the emergency mobile alert system. Do not do anything. Well, you've interfered with my podcast, so some things are going to happen. Uh, they don't think about that when they send those They don't think out. about it. They don't think about it. This no, is government don't. overreach, and frankly, New Zealand's had enough. <laughs> Jacinda? Uh, she, anyway. Yeah, she's, you, still, she's still doing things over there? She's, she's still she's, in power? She's not in power. No, she's, ah. she's off on a holiday. I think she's having a... In fact, she was invited to Harvard or something. I don't know. To, to study? No, to be like a lecturer. Oh, I don't, don't know. do that. Anyway, anyway. You, you were being railed by an 85-year-old man. Yeah, and I was left that conversation just feeling so, like, energized and so... Um, you know, I was, I was like literally buzzing and I was also in the process of like kind of cleaning my, my shit out and whatever. But yeah, I, I was like, I was conscious of, you know, because sometimes I get in these states and I'm like, oh, I think I was a bit like crazy then. But, but this one I was like, oh, I feel it. Uh-huh. And, you know, I'm, I'm texting Lauren and the all my, I'm sending coursing through your veins it is like that but it's like in the way that i talk and feel like my brain's going a thousand miles an hour and it's coming through in my text messages you know i'm sending lauren like you know one line thing and it's just like stream of consciousness 10 messages back to back but also acknowledging the mania in those messages you know Uh and going off on tangents but anyway sometimes it's fun you know sometimes i do you know i do like to embrace it sometimes yeah um it can be positive and it's probably anyway, reflective like the, of the excitement that you're feeling for your imminent departure, right? Like it yeah. becomes more and more real with every day. Yeah, that could definitely be part of it as well. It's uh, yeah, it feels like we're hurtling towards that date, but um, which is what yeah. two weeks? Yeah, two weeks. P- pretty much from today, it's two weeks. Yeah, how exciting! So uh, the other thing as well is I had assumed that your first month at least was holiday, holiday, and if you just want to enjoy your holiday holiday rather than you're in your bunk down remote work vibe then that's Mate, that's all good the, as well this podcast this podcast is a holiday to me chatting with that's you is always a holiday ever said 
It's like being in the Bahamas, honestly. Oh. Whenever, whenever we have a little chit chat, it's like it's like it's paradise. It's like rain. <laughs> uh, Coldplay. Speaking Coldplay. of Coldplay, <clears throat> um, had a had a lovely birthday, um, and uh, got a lot of got a got a a lot of nice messages from people. Okay. Um, a, a, there seems to be a growing list of people who um, who aren't saying happy birthday. Uh, which is all good, by the way. I'm okay. 34 years old now. It is all good. Okay. However, call them out. I know who you are. I know who you are. I've made a mental list, mm-hmm. and if you think that the next time we see each other, I'm not going to be ever so slightly weird with you, then we have <laughs> another thing coming. Okay, but to be fair, you've just spent 10 minutes talking about the fact that you are already feeling weird this week. Is it possible that in encountering people? there would have been a way to differentiate your general weirdness from a specific weirdness inflicted by the lack of a birthday greeting. I don't think that's ever, I don't think that's, I don't think that's ever been the case. Okay. I don't think I could do that. No. Okay. So you, I'm going to get it. It's going to be a different kind of weird. It's going to be a weird, weird. <laughs> it's going to be weird a weird, kind of weird, weird as opposed to the normal mm-hmm. weird that you often present. I'm just slightly uncomfortable. Okay. Well then, you know, you've been warned out there. If you didn't say happy birthday, well, here's a question. And I, again, I'm sorry to put my foot in it by asking questions, but here's a question. If someone listened to this podcast, realized, oh, damn it. I, you know, my wife got into a car accident and I was at the hospital on Michael's birthday. And, you know, there was so much going on in my life and I just didn't get that time to message Michael. I should message him now. If you get a, a late message now, Wishing you with all sincerity that you had a lovely birthday and perhaps a lovely day on, on which the message was sent. Michael, is that going to be forgiven and accepted with the openness of your heart or is there no coming back from this? It will be accepted and I encourage people to do that okay. and do it via deepfort at gmail.com so we have some <laughs> content coming in. Okay. Um, will it be forgiven? I can't say, Nick. I can't say. I don't know if I can forgive so easily, but it will be a step in the right direction. It won't be, yeah, it won't be, um, would it translate it. to more or less weirdness when then encountering that person in real life next time? I think less weird. Okay. I think it could be less So it weird. could manageably decrease yeah. the weirdness. I believe so. But who knows, man? Like I, I can't, you know, I can't predict how I'm going to feel from one day to the next. Let's just, let's just see what happens. Okay. Very, very uh, worrying, actually, now that I hear that and take that in. Anyway, we'll just leave that. Uh, Welcome to Deep Forward, everybody. And thank you for joining us in this podcast experience. Um, I've stopped thinking of it as merely audio or merely mentally stimulating, but as a full 360 experience. And I encourage you to think of it. It's the Deep Forward experience. Yeah. Okay. Sitting through the internet. I think that's been done, but yeah. Oh, has it? it? (laughs) Sorry. Uh, sitting through the internet with me, my friend, Michael, no longer uh, bound for Melbourne, but off on an international adventure. That's right. Yep. Um, hi. Hi. Good afternoon. Good Kia ora. Okay. Don't do it. Just don't. Just, okay. Just don't. Pretty and I'm Nick. touch. Hello. Pretty classy. Pretty classy. Got a, got a minor update for you. Give it to me straight, big boy. Okay, I don't know that I can. Um. 
Give it to me however you want. Okay, thank you. Um, so you may recall from an episode or two back, I had my phone stolen and did a whole process of lodging that with the police and this, that, and the other. Well, guess who called me this week? The robber. <laughs> the robber. <laughs> the police. The robber's mum. The, the, she was very apologetic and promised that he'd come and drop it back off again. No, the police called me a month after I lodged the report. And they called up and they were like, yeah, so we're just we're just opening this file. We're just starting to look at this. It has been literally <laughs> a calendar me. month since I lodged the report. And they're like, okay, yeah. let's start to start to have a look at this. So any um, any hopes of them maybe heading to where I'd last see them exiting the driveway and ma- making a left-hand yeah. turn, um, no. dashed, dashed. I don't think they're yeah. on there. I don't think they're hot on the trail. No. But um, they did call and tell me that, in order for this to be um, even considered for further investigation, investigation, I need to do a formal statement. And mm-hmm. luckily on the day of the theft, while it was all fresh, uh, my lawyer brain kicked in and there was like, write it down, write down everything that happened, write down all the messages, take all the screenshots, put it in a document. So you have it all. <laughs> you, could, was... you could just send them the link to the episode, mate. Well, I could. I should have because it would have saved me some time. But I had a document there with everything as it uh, happened minute by minute across the day. And I transferred that into a, a witness statement and sent that off. And right. they said that basically Facebook marketplace thefts happen so frequently that they just tell people don't ever use it. And we won't investigate it. Uh, so I sent through this witness statement and they said they'll take a look at it. And it's possible that things will be progressed further. But basically it goes into the too hard pile. And they're just like, okay. which seems a little bit like it shouldn't work that way. I don't know. Um, I figured like if I've given you the name of the person who did it, you could at least <laughs> go and say hi. But I guess it's not worth it to them. Um, and so they're like, yeah, you know, this is why we tell everyone never to use Facebook marketplace. I was like, oh, well, I didn't see any of that messaging or campaign, campaign, wherever it was. (laughs) And and she said, legitimate, this is word for word what she said. Well, you should like us on Facebook because we post about it all the time. Oh my God. (laughs) Oh my God. No sense of irony at all. (laughs) Completely deadpan. And I was like, wow. okay, that you, you have that's to appreciate funny. that that's <laughs> ironic. I actively said it to her. And yeah, she's yeah, like, yeah. yeah, yeah. But um, no, follow us on Facebook. And then you'll get all of the messages about don't use Facebook. Oh, I was like, so oh, that's hilarious. Yeah, not going to expect. What, what, what's their stance on like Gumtree and eBay? Like it's the same thing. <laughs> I think that they take those as like over here, it's trade me is the equivalent where you have to have a registered profile and you have to pay to um you know bid and do all of that sort of um money exchange process through the service rather than sure. like hand over cash in person and i think they mm. that they don't mind that because it's slightly more secure i don't know not not sure if that makes sense to me but you know whatever is is, is um no does facebook uh, help you out in this regard? I was thinking about this. It is absolutely fucking impossible to find any way to communicate to Facebook itself. Huh. It is okay. just impossible. You can't yeah. even report like a problem with the sale. 
it just goes through an automated bot service. You can't write any information. You can't be like, this person is a thief and he assaulted me and stole my phone. There is no physical way to do it. So yeah, yeah they just don't give a shit. Could tr- could try uh, flicking Zucks a, a message on Instagram, maybe. Maybe, maybe. Do you on think Insta. Zucks is on Insta? Yeah. Okay. Well, maybe I'll try that. Yeah. Well, that's a that's a nothing up. Well, it's it's it's, it's an interesting update, but I'm sorry, it's like a nothing event. will happen. Yeah. You know, yeah. I had moved on, and now I can, I can just encourage people not to use Facebook Marketplace, the thing which you just talked about using a week. Literally have 12 things listed on Marketplace right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. I'm, I hope that they're all um, mentally invigorating 85-year-old men who you can meet at 9 o'clock and <laughs> talk about space and not thieves. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I really got the uh, the you good drew, end of the stick. You drew the lucky there, straw, I? yeah. Yeah. Oh, um, I didn't finish my speaking of Coldplay thing, but probably oh, yeah. whatever. Okay. No, please do. I know. No, well, I just wanted to say that. Um, so, for uh, it wasn't really for my birthday. It was kind of a, a group of us, a group of you know six friends of us. We went to um, we got we booked an Airbnb <clears throat> last oh. weekend um, down the down kind of um, an hour and a half outside of Melbourne. Yeah, in like a beautiful kind of um, uh, isolated part of Victoria. Are we lake. talking like Mornington, like beachy? Are we talking forested? Or what are we doing? It is morning down Mornington Way, but it is it's a place called Bass, um, which is kind of it's it's a bit more remote than Mornington, and there's like a body of water, but it's it's not a lake. It's it's not really a beach. Waterfall. No, it's not that. It, this is kind of it's flat. Fish tank. Not a fish tank. How Nick. is it flat but not a lake? Uh, well, I think technically it like it's sea, part it's of, ocean. you know, you know how Melbourne has that kind of bay area and you, mm. when you go to the beach, it's like just kind of flat water. I guess it's the beach. Okay. You went to the beach, but there's, <laughs> but there's no sand. <laughs> you there's went no to a rocky sand, beach. Though. It was no rocks. There was just kind of shrubs and then water. It was weird. Anyway. <laughs> wow. A scientific discovery. Someone so invented we, a beach with. <laughs> no in between yeah it's just kind of land and then beach uh, land and then sea yeah so you went to yeah. the sea i guess i don't know I anyway there's no way of finding out no way to find out um and yeah i had, had a lovely time um down there we had um uh we it, it was it's kind it was kind of emotional because you know this is kind of lauren and i's kind of send off you know well just to see our, our close friends before we go and um, you know, I got some photos up on the um, on the the old Google Nest of everyone to play on a like a slideshow. Uh-huh. Yeah, I really leaned into the sentimentality. Okay, um, but did you lean into it ironically and then find yourself actually being affected by it? Oh, well, it's not ironic because I I'm a very sentimental person. Okay, so it was um, completely sincere. Yeah, yeah, completely sincere. Wow. And you know, people do get into it. People, you know, like to see photos of themselves and you know, there's some there's some silly ones and then there's some like, Oh, remember Yeah. Remember that? And then you know, so that's nice. It's you know, it's kind of it's nice to lean into I, the older I get I think I feel like I'm leaning into that kind of sentimentality a bit bit more. Mm. I'm also just getting a bit like um more emotional, I think. This week or just as you age? As, as I age, yeah, you know, I think I told That's you that. Good. You know, over New Year's, I was 
I was tearing Ballet. up over yeah. Celine Dion or something. Sure. Yeah. Well, Celine um, Dion, you should tear up over her. Like, what is it? Still body syndrome or whatever? Is that it? Frozen stiff that? stiff bodies. Do you know about Celine Dion? She's no. got this fucked up medical condition where her like body is like super arthritic and she's becoming like basically immobile. It's really it's really mm. awful. Yeah. I'm definitely not looking that up. Things bumpy uh, that real that would bum me out for sure. Yeah. Yeah. And she, you know, likes being out on tour and singing and on stage and everything and she's had to cancel it all because she's yeah, degenerating. Got it, man. Fucking hell. Life is hard, man. Life is hard. Yeah. No, it it definitely is. So we, um, I don't really have much of a story here. I just, I thought, you know, be, is this of note? You know, Mm. we, we, um, on the second day there, we, we ended up doing acid. Oh. Took some, took some acid and, um, and, you know, I don't know if you've ever, you've probably never taken acid, but it's a, it's an interesting drug where it kind of makes you i don't know i've always felt like there was like kind of bugs crawling in my skin but like it's like kind of giggly and then kind of like you know you're not necessarily hallucinating but yeah it's a little bit loopy and you know we were having we had this beautiful house that was it was an interesting architectural design where they you know the 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 count they had this huge window kind of a piece it was like windows that kind of slant down if that if that makes sense windows they're kind of angled on a f- yeah okay. so, yeah so the windows are like on a 45 degree angle or something right and then the couch is kind of the nice couch is sitting there and you're kind of watching the sunset so we're all you know getting a bit weird and and um and getting the giggles and we thought it'd be funny to play yellow by coldplay as the sun was setting uh-huh. and it was a joke, but then it wasn't a joke. Uh-huh. Like, you know, I haven't heard that song in so long and I don't, you know, necessarily go back to Coldplay that much, but like, it was a very weird thing where I was laughing and, um, and, but I, I don't know when I was, the, the laughing ended and the crying began, but yeah. it was just like all one thing. It was a very, it was a very interesting thing to feel. Like I didn't feel like I was upset but I felt like I was <laughs> emotional release. I don't even know if it was that. It was just like it was like water just coming out of my eyes, but without the the like feeling of you know the emotionality or whatever. Um, but I mean that was that was fun. And we made a we made a um, we made a man. You made a man. We made a man. What does that mean? We made a man. We dressed up. <laughs> we got. We uh, we we we. Got some, some stuff like a a broom and uh, and um, wrapped wrapped up some some material as the head and put a cap on and and gave it pants and and we called him Brennan, and um, and we sat with him and we talked to Brennan for you know the rest of the night. It was um, it was great. I'll send you a photo. You can put it in the, the thing. He looks like a real man. He's quite attractive. <laughs> the girls know. thought he was the girls thought he was quite attractive. <laughs> I don't know um, that it will look that way to me. It might no, look a little bit like a haunted, awful doll, like no, a no, spectre no. of the dark apocalypse. It was life size. Like he was, he was a bit of a short king. He was, you know, probably five four, five five. So he's on the shorter side. But you know, I feel like it, <laughs> but the girls were getting quite, into him. The girls were, okay. you know, by you know, I've, he I've, had that I've, BDE you, by about by about ten thirty. There, I think there was some genuine. 
you know, a little bit of flirtation going on. And look, wow. he's the strong, silent type, Brennan. He's the <laughs> he's he doesn't say much, he doesn't move much, very stoic. But yeah, you know, I think I think I think chicks dig it, man. I think chicks <laughs> yes, dig that. We, we'd all learn from Brennan. Yeah. So um, that's, that's about it uh, on the uh, on the on the old retreat. Yeah, I just thought that'd be. And do you think that there's any correlation between all the acid you took on the weekend and your strange mood this week? Or is no. that, those are two separate? I uh, <laughs> I don't think that's any. I can't. No, I don't think they're related. Okay. Well, no. <laughs> keep exploring. Yeah. Um, no, I don't really see a connection there. But no. um, well, I just thought I'd there you go. Know, just ask the questions. <laughs> <laughs> there you go again. I apologize. Uh, well, it sounds like you had a good weekend, and I, I'm glad that you had a chance to see friends properly and spend time with them before disappearing because yeah who knows when you'll be back right yeah that's right well and when right. you're off on your tour you might uh, run into a Coldplay concept they're all over the the world tour at the moment so mm-hmm. um got a chance I, I would i would go if i got free tickets i think hmm. all right what do you got i've done a lot of talking i think i have uh things it's just sort of like a I guess it's technically like science news, but it's more just a discussion thing because I found it interesting. Um, this uh, report or study um, came out a week or two ago, and uh, I just thought it might be something worth talking about. It is entitled Physical Attractiveness Bias in the Legal System. So this was a report put together by the lawproject.com.au, an Australian organization, one assumes, um, basically exploring how physical attractiveness influences people's pathway through legal troubles, whether it um, makes you less likely to be convicted by a judge, whether it makes it more likely to be receiving leniency, whether there's any correlation between attractiveness of your um, legal defendant, like who your lawyer is, and, you know, how it interplays with juries and all that kind of thing. Um, so po- which, positively? Well, positively or negative. This is the question that they were asking. They oh, wanted to okay. see whether there was any effect that um, attractiveness had on, on that um, result. And... Uh, well, look, I'll just read it. When, quote, when I started looking into this subject, I predicted a person's physical attractiveness would only have minor advantages. I was wrong. In fact, I was so wrong that in one study, the effects of physical attractiveness on judges were so influential, they find unattractive criminals 304.88% higher than attractive criminals. Surprising. I know. A second Wait, sorry, concern. I, where, where is this being published? The Law Project. The Law Project is an initiative founded in 2016 by leading lawyer Rod Hollier for the purpose of arming Australians with their legal rights. The Law Project researches and publishes information written for the everyday person. Shout out to, to them. Shout out to them. So basically, I'll, um, I'll skip uh, to sort of the key takeaways here, and then maybe we can have a chat about some of the okay. various things. Or chime up. As, as if anything piques your interest. Mm-hmm. But physical attractiveness had a significant influence on judges' sentencing. The more unattractive the criminal, the higher the sentence. Conversely, yeah. the more attractive the criminal, the lower the sentence. The results of three studies show a minimum increase of 120%-ish and a maximum increase of 300% based on attractiveness. 
Attractiveness had little to no effect on a judge's verdict of guilt. So attractive and unattractive criminals were convicted equally, but the sentencing was different. Um, mock jurors generally sentenced unattractive criminals significantly higher than attractive criminals, but jurors don't actually determine sentencing in real court cases, so it's not really directly applicable. Um, generally, attractive people are perceived as more intelligent, more socially skilled, more appealing personalities, more moral, more altruistic, more likely to succeed, more hireable as managers, and more competent. Attractive people tend to have better physical health, better mental health, better dating experiences, earn more money, obtain higher career positions, are chosen for jobs more often, promoted more often, receive better job evaluations, and are chosen as business partners more often than unattractive people. So, uh, look... There's a lot to jump into there, and I don't know how much we have here to actually talk about it, but have you ever considered what a role uh, physical appearance might have in the way that you're treated in a legal context? Well, yeah, I mean, first of all, pretty good news for a couple of studs like us, Nick. <laughs> this is great so, no, news for us. This is very good news. <laughs> We're I'm super hireable. Sounds great. Sounds great. <laughs> I have. I do wonder about this all the time. I wonder if I view uh, attractive people uh, as more competent or whatever. I don't. I genuinely don't think that I do. You know what I do do? Do do, poo. I do. I. It's just. It sounds really bad, but I'm going to be honest because this is an honest podcast. Of course. I. I think that good-looking people smell better, and I think. I think of of. Less attractive. Oh, I hate saying this. I think of less attractive people as being less hygienic. Interesting. I know that sounds really bad, but it's in my brain. Anyway. But where's the correlation there? Like, are you looking at, for instance, if I'm just talking through this, are you looking at attractiveness as like hairstyle? And you're like, okay, shitty haircut, unattractive, bad hair not washing hair like is that where you're sort of going with it yeah i think i feel like you know anyone this is bullshit by the way i'm, I'm just saying this is like yeah it's not that, scientific it's just brain yeah that you know uh, even like a an ugly person could scrub up like could present you know pretty well and i would i would view them as more attractive yeah so i i guess like if I'm viewing someone as less not attractive, it's because they're not presenting well. So maybe that's the correlation. And when you say yeah. presenting well, you mean like how Dressing, they dress and how they... Yeah. yeah. Okay. And all that. So I don't know. But competency is an interesting one because you tend... I actually think kind of the opposite, that if someone's good looking, then they... You know, they I feel like they have less of a... Uh, they have less of a need to develop other skills because, you know, maybe because of this bias. Yeah. Um, that, so you perceive you know, that they are able to skate through life easier and thus they're less likely to be competent. Yes. And I think, you know, comedy is an interesting example of this because, you know, you don't really see that many, you know, really attractive comedians because... Stand-up you know, comics, you Humor. Yeah. yeah, I guess so. But because humor is... Is something you develop as a result of I don't know you know, you know being bullied or whatever. It's it's typically not something that really good-looking people develop, apart from us, of course. Of course, yeah. Um, we're the exception, but uh, there yeah, is always that a... thing, right? That when it's 
when you go to something like uh, like when John Hamm was in Bridesmaids and mm. everyone's like, he's so funny. How can he be funny and also be hot? That's not yeah. fair. Like that, even if, even though everyone's joking about it, and even though I genuinely do think he's funny, and I think on the face of it, attractive, um, there's definitely like people don't like that you have two two exactly. things in the plus column, right? That's right. And I, I do think that applies Comedy to... Comedy is meant to be for the ugly people. <laughs> yeah, for uggos. Um, I do think that as well that, like, even if, you, if you're talking about, like, a, uh, I don't know, a, maybe a managerial role in an office or... I guess CEOs are a bit different. Um, you kind of want... You kind of want a, you know, a, a good-looking CEO or at least someone that who looks, you know, decent... Uh, but that ch- depends on the industry as well. Because if you go, yeah. I, I think, I think interestingly, like tech is its own thing, right? Like if you, yeah. if you were to say, like have a computer problem and you walked into the computer re- repair store and you saw a guy with a shitty haircut and ill-fitting clothes, your brain, I bet you would say, this guy can fix my shit. That's my guy. Yeah. This is my guy. This guy knows what he's talking about. And if there was yeah. fucking John Hamm there behind the counter in like a tight polo top and he was like, yeah, yeah let me uh, defrag your system for you. Yeah, I'll, I'll get yeah. into the... You would be like, ah, is there anyone less attractive here? <laughs> Can I get someone who lives inside, please? Not yeah. plays football. Someone who hasn't seen the sun in, you know, a few months. Yeah. Um, and I think, sorry, I, just to, to follow through that thought, my point yeah. there was that a CEO of a tech company dresses like a slob, right? Like Mark yeah. Zuckerberg just sort of looks like a, a general dickhead. He doesn't wear suits and, you know, and when you see him in a suit, you're like, what are you doing? Yeah. I mean, it's like, but that's become its own fashion, which is kind of, yeah. you know, led by was like, um, yeah, Steve Jobs kind of. I maybe started that and then it became like, oh, that's how, like the less you, the less, uh, the less you dress kind of almost correlate, they want it to correlate with, oh, he's not even trying with his dress. That means he's so you know, powerful, more so important. Rich. Yeah. Yeah. He's so powerful that he doesn't need to, you know, um, put any effort in. Uh, but I, the other thing is I, there, I think <clears throat> the gen, there's a gender disparity between this as well. I think it's so different for women than it is for men. Yeah. I think good-looking men can probably get away with a lot more and, you know, maybe not get away with, but, like, they, it, it, might, it might help them a bit more. I do feel, and this is just kind of an in, intuitive guess, that there could be – it could be difficult for uh, attractive women – um, for a couple of reasons. One, you know, just sexism. And, um, and constant just trauma of shitty guys. <laughs> just uh, um, and not being able to go anywhere in the world without having your appearance commented on. Sure. and But also from um, other women. I think, I think sure. that, you know, uh, women can be quite mean to, <laughs> mean to each other. Like, well, you know, um, attractive women can be brought down a little bit or at least attempted to be brought down by other women out of jealousy or whatever or just thinking, you know, oh, she's, you know, she looks like this, the men like her, whatever. Yeah. Um, she must be a bimbo or whatever. I think so. There's a little bit of that sentiment potentially yeah. floating around. So I do think it is more difficult for beautiful women. Well, let me um, follow up on that because there was a section in this 
And can I just add one more thing? Please, while well, I look, that. yeah. Just t- coming back to the comedy thing, that it is such a stark, there is such a stark disparity between what we demand of our female comedians, stand-ups, and what we demand from our males. You know, we, you've got males, you've got Burt Kreischer openly, you know, taking off his fat, you know, he's, he's showing his fat body with pride, right? Uh, and that's kind of his gimmick. And then you've got Louis C.K. No one gives a shit what these guys look like. But women, we actually demand that women, you know, and this is like, I guess this comes down to who's paying for Netflix specials and stuff. But I do think there is an expectation on women to be, um, at least be beautiful. You know, um, there, I think there are, you know, there's a couple of women who, uh, you know, Whitney Cummings, Nikki Glaser. I don't know if you know any of these people, I do know but them. yeah, but like they, I think there is an expectation there, and they've attractive. talked about it. Yeah, yeah, like Sarah Silverman as well. Like you, you don't need to be like a you know a Hollywood you know beautiful woman, but like you need to be at least you know men need to at least want to think that they can fuck you or yeah you know, I want they want to before they want men to laugh. Yeah, the stu- the studios who are putting out these specials or paying for these specials want at least for the men to th- to think about fucking it, which sounds really gross, but I do think that's a part of the psychology of of who's successful. And you know, we've got we, I think we're breaking the mold of that now, uh, and people are more aware of it. But there, especially in Hollywood, I think that is a huge thing. Well, it's interesting because I double standard. Of course, yeah. Um, it's interesting you you mentioned. It. I wasn't going to go down this path, but I just watched. Um, Hannah Gadsby's uh, latest special um, and she obviously has a, a, a different audience I don't think that she's actively um, trying to position herself to a straight male gaze um, but very clearly is not the the same mould as Nikki Glaser um, yeah. and uh, her special which I just watched, the third one, which I found fucking hilarious and I'd be curious if you um, watched it, what you'd think, um, was one of the more consistent hours of like just any gender comedy that I've seen in a while. Um, and she very much is not fitting into any of those molds quite proudly. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I was thinking about her when I, when I was um, saying that. And I do think that, yeah, there are, or there are more examples of it now, but yeah, I guess her audience is a huge part of that. Uh, you know, because she is probably, I would, I would hazard a guess that, you know, at least 70% of her audience is women. Yeah. Um, and you know, I would say 70% of of them at at least is lesbian. (laughs) Like it'd be even a higher proportion of women. Well, I didn't want to say it, uh, but yeah. Well, she says it in the special. Yeah. Oh, does she? Okay. Yeah. She is one of the discussion points that she has. Um, okay. I I genuinely, I think like that is a good a good comedy special that you can enjoy with literally no politics. Like the whole point of it is she got married and she's just talking about how she's autistic and got married. It's, it's genuinely very funny. I would recommend it. Okay. Um, yeah, it's good to see that people are still pretending to like Hannah Gatsby. Um, Oh, come on. (laughs) No, she's, she's great. Um, but you're gonna you're gonna bring something else up. Okay, yeah. So talking of women and attractiveness and career success, um, there is an attractiveness bias in the workforce generally. Um, we sort of covered it off a lot at the top, but 
attractive people are perceived as more hireable as managers, more competent. This effect is more is stronger for men than for women. Um, yeah. Attractive people are hired more often, promoted more often, found more suitable, suitable, chosen as business partners more often, and have better performance evaluations than unattractive people. Attractive people are chosen for employment more often, even when the unattractive people have equal qualifications. So the other thing here is the effects of the attractiveness bias are decreasing over time. So it was stronger in studies conducted in the 70s and weaker in the studies conducted in the 90s, even though it was still there in the 90s. So it's reducing, but it still exists. And now to get to what you're talking about, about women and the perceptions there. So there was a meta-analysis where researchers evaluated all the major studies from 30 years of research related to physical attractiveness and job success. And so there was this thing they called the beauty is beastly effect. Uh, which tried to argue that attractive women in stereotypically masculine jobs will be discriminated against because their attractive qualities emphasize the feminine qualities and the feminine qualities are seen to not match a stereotypically masculine job. So interesting. that that, that uh, thing, beauty is beastly, it tried to argue that um, masculine women or unattractive women right. would be favored in jobs, say, like a mechanic or something, which is stereotypically masculine. However, mm. this was not borne out. Attractive women will be privileged even in stereotypically masculine jobs. So wow. <laughs> the um, physical attractiveness is always an asset. Um, yeah, wow. That's so interesting. Yeah. <clears throat> I was just trying to think of um, hot CEOs, <laughs> and I can't, I can't think of any. I was thinking Alan Joyce is, you know, just a garden gnome. Qantas CEO. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just trying He's to picture. He's awful. Yeah. Um, Tim Cook looks a bit like a gnome as well. Mark Zuckerberg is a weird great. face. Jeff Bezos yeah. looks like a snake. Uh, you got, you got, do you know any female CEOs, Nick? Well, I mean, <laughs> does the world know any female CEOs? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think the head of... Yahoo's, or maybe that historically was okay. Marissa Meyer, yeah, uh, she stopped in 2017. Let's Google female CEOs. Let's do it. Then, and we'll rank them. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Okay, list of uh, women CEOs of Fortune 500 companies. As of December 7, 2022, women were CEOs at 9.4% of Fortune 500 companies. I don't recognize just about any of these companies. It's Gotta very work American. harder, ladies. Come on. Okay, so the highest position is a woman called Ros Brewer, number 18 of the 14, 5, Fortune 500, which is the Walgreens Boots Alliance. She's one of only two black female CEOs in the, there you go. In the Fortune 500 progress um i don't know how to end this story in a way that isn't <laughs> weird <laughs> i think you just did it yeah. i can't believe i kind of uh baited you into you did bait me you know, even yeah uh, I, I appreciate it well you're welcome <clears throat> anyway the, no, I, uh, I i do th- i do think this is a very interesting uh, thing i was thinking about like journalists that you know f- attractive female journalists but in an industry where you know, you, you might be in front of the camera a little bit, so there's a bit of a media thing, but you're not necessarily, you know, uh, you know, uh, front and center all the time. Um, 
I can imagine being an attractive female journalist would would be difficult. Of yeah, yeah, I think oh, would, awful. that could be challenging more than more so than a man. I just I just don't think people really, and I know this is, um, this is this is not necessarily true for everyone, and you know half of this podcast isn't heterosexual, um, but I just gen on the whole I don't think the world cares about how men look. Anywhere near as much as... No, I would agree with that. No. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's very, very apparent. Um, I suppose my question, just returning to the original um, initiating article here, is does it surprise you to know that when it comes to a such a high-stakes field as the law, does the fact that it's even apparent in those contexts where you could get... um, sentenced three times worse if you're unattractive on the exact same merits and the exact same crime and and everything merely if you're you know you have a less attractive face Um, does that strike you as surprising yeah i I was slightly confused by that so the is this the jury's perception of of no so the jury doesn't sentence um and attractiveness uh, versus unattractiveness, people are convicted at the exact same amount. So then the sentencing is right. done by a judge. So we're talking about a judge's perception of the defendant wow. here. And the the differences in sentencing there is up to three times worse if you're unattractive. Yeah, interesting. I mean, it is a little bit difficult to... Like, how are they measuring attractiveness? I, I did wonder that. I haven't read the studies themselves. Um, I would assume that there was a a very um, straight down the middle, like classic attractiveness metric. But what is it? Face symmetry? Is it? Yeah, I would assume so. Yeah, mm. I, and 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 perhaps you know it's it's a subsequent study where they put a bunch of faces in front of people and get them to rank attractiveness on a slider sure. and they have yep. them already aggregate it yeah and then you hand it off to the people to then you know sentence that kind of thing mm-hmm. um or you take photos of people who were actually sentenced in the real world and and put them in front of people and get them to rate their attractiveness and see whether there's a correlation that way yeah um, okay and this is true even across minor misdemeanors up to serious misdemeanors um in prison, uh, you get longer years in prison if you're unattractive, up to 174%. Your conviction is the same. Here's another one, which is an interesting twist. Baby-faced defendants, people who look oh. young and sweet and innocent and babyish. Um, mm. Baby-faced. The more baby-faced a defendant, the more likely you are to win. So if you look sweet and you have the you know quintessential like high eyebrows and like oh there's no way I could have done this I'm a simple little boy, you get away with it. Yeah, that's a good defense. That one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean that 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 does make sense. I do get these uh, these videos popping up in my my Facebook um, suggestions recently where it's um it's kind of it's uh, people who have been de- de- uh, convicted of serious crimes their last words well not their last words before they die but their last words before they're sentenced so they've been convicted but then the judge says do you have any fast last words and uh, i've been watching a few of them and it is very click clickbaity but um i'm watching a few of them and there's some of them are giving really impassioned really earnest 
you know, speeches. I didn't do this, judge. You know, I under I accept the jury's verdict, but I just did not do this. And then going into detail, and then I read up on it later, and it's like they definitely did it, and <laughs> they did some fucked up shit. Mm. And I'm like my my um my uh ra- my radar for this sort of stuff is <laughs> clearly just off. You want like to believe I, them. I want to. I think I want to see the best in people. Maybe. Uh, or, but are those people like if you went back and looked at it now? Are they attractive people? Like, were the ones you're willing to believe? Like, is that mm, something to worth cons- considering? I, yeah, I don't know. Maybe, maybe I will look at them and and you know give them a, give a them score a out of ten, <laughs> yeah. and then <laughs> do some research later. Yeah, um, I, I w- will also add uh, one other thing here, which was. This is not being fully studied, um, but the idea of whether the attractiveness of a lawyer representing you had any influence on the end result. Um, this was hard to get actual scientific, like actual studied results on, um, but there was some uh, sort of experience-based reporting, which was saying that good physique was not a necessity. Advocates could be tall, short, fat, thin, good looking or plain. Um, but it's never a handicap. Um, there were no journal articles on how it plays into the physical attractiveness of people, of men in a law firm, but there was one on women. Mm-hmm. And one of the, uh, studies, uh, examined the current scientific literature on the effects of physical attractiveness upon people's perceptions and made inferences on how that would affect women in the legal profession. Um, these are predictions. It's not an empirical study itself, um, but the academic journal article was well-researched. The key takeaways were women that are searching for a job in the legal industry may have greater success if they're physically attractive. Women in the legal profession that are attractive may have more success than their unattractive peers as they're perceived in a more positive life. This is caused by a blend of many factors. If a woman dresses sexily, she may be negatively perceived. Both men and women may perceive her using a body to get ahead. Mm. Um, so yeah, interesting. Um, and if there was anyone listening who was a lawyer or, you know, was related to us who had an input into this, I'd be very curious to know, um, what their experiences had been and if they had any thoughts on it as a whole. Yeah. Do you remember, um, Johnny Depp's lawyer? Oh yeah. I didn't watch that trial. Oh, she was a smoke show. <laughs> okay. Really ending this on a high, Michael. <laughs> I like to just undo all of our good. Yeah, work, you were you know, sounding quite work. woke, and yeah, no, it's good to bring it back down to the. Bring it back, baby. Yeah. <laughs> Alrighty, uh, you got anything else for me? What have I got for my for my old Nikki Blue Eyes? Um, look, a lot of a lot of crap. I have a lot of crap for you. Okay. Um, I just I don't know why I wrote this down, but I was just genuinely curious what. Um, what your favorite sleep position was? Like, how do you, <laughs> how do you, how do you start sleeping, and what side do you, do you sleep on your side? You know, as I've got older, I have come to rely on several additional pillows and cushions, as okay. I have in the process of trying to improve my migraine life discovered that spinal and neck position is really important and that preventative measures can help me go longer without having a a migraine. So off the back of that, one of the things that I had been doing 
So I'm a side sleeper. Yep. Um, so I'm on the left side of the bed and I tend to face left outwards. And yep. so when I would put my neck on the pillow, I had a tendency that my shoulder would sort of collapse, collapse in. So I oh. sort of ended up like almost on Hunched my over on the side. Uh, sorry, yeah. on my stomach, but like neck out over my shoulder and putting yeah. a lot of like pressure and and like tension on those yeah, neck no muscles. Good. That can't be good. So what I now do is I have a side pillow and I also have a knee pillow. And so I have a pillow beneath the head. I have a pillow under the arm and the pillow under the arm stops that shoulder from falling in. So I don't twist over and contort and I actually sit on my side. Um, yeah. And then I have one between my knees because it feels nice and feels because... good to have something between your legs, doesn't it? It's always you yeah know, pretty enticing. Yeah. Okay. But well, yeah, I asked the right guy, didn't I? You did. So, <laughs> but that's you know that's only within the past year or so I'd say that as I've tried to improve my sleep posture because yeah. I was my body was doing all kinds of weird contortions. It was. You'd wake up in the middle of the night and you'd be like one arm over here and, you know, yeah. the legs around there and yeah. Yeah. I guess it also affects like your snoring as well. Cause I'm kind of like a rotisserie chicken where I'm just like, I'll start on my right, go to my back and then go to the left side and then kind of just keep circling Cycle, around yeah. like that. And yeah. It's, you know, it's, yeah, I, I wake up and it's a I do do that. Dip. I mean, I, 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 I'm not conscious and I wouldn't ever think this in the moment, but there's a there's a like a deep animalistic relief when you roll over in the middle of the night and you're like on the cool side of the pillow and you mm. the part that was compressed is now free and you're just like oh yeah this so is good this is what I needed my body wanted a change and here we are that's living baby I know exactly <laughs> what you feel that's I love it that <laughs> that's life yeah man. <laughs> <laughs> that's the good shit that's how we do it yeah fuck yeah a little bit of cool action on the bed when you find a little pocket of cool, little pocket on the of bed. cool. oh yeah stop it stop it <laughs> um yeah i often i throw a leg out as well like I'm, oh, yeah. i'll throw a leg out on top of the sheets just yep. completely nude from the knee down just big soaking that. in that big cool air yeah my feet run hot so i yeah. gotta have those the puppies out had the puppies out. Yeah. Well, I'm glad I asked. Great topic. Yeah. <laughs> Great topic. I also, and I recommend this to everyone, I have a liter of water in a drink bottle next to my bed at all times. Yeah. Full liter. And I'll fill it up before I go to bed. And I will genuinely drink maybe six to 700 meals overnight. And I'm, I'm guzzling that. Yeah. No, I got to hydrate as you sleep. You sweat a lot when you sleep. Yeah. You eat a lot of spiders too, apparently. That's a myth, unfortunately. I'd love to eat more spiders because I, I don't get barely enough in my diet. But no, you can't rely on it overnight. Good source of protein. Yeah. Oh, I don't know if this is interesting, but I, I might just briefly say um, a weird thing that happened this week. So last, a week, over a week ago, Thursday before last, um, I went to a new masseuse who was recommended by my headache clinic to you know i get massages to loosen up my neck muscles and back muscles which again contributes to the uh, migraine stuff yeah and um 
I ended up going to this new person that was referred by the, um, the headache clinic because one of the concerns sometimes is that a masseuse who doesn't know what they're doing can fuck around with my actual sort of physio done treatment. So they want very specific um, masseuses to do it. So I went to this person for the first time and it was mm, average. Uh, and I didn't feel like it had greatly improved things, but it was okay at the time and I did not enjoy it. And then on Saturday, a week ago, I went for a small, like an hour drive road trip um, down to a town called Akaroa um, outside of um, Christchurch. And then we came back on the same night, went again another hour on the way back. And then on the Sunday, the next day, across the course of that day, I started to develop this crazy back pain. And it, it sort of came out of nowhere and came on very s slowly. And then by the afternoon, yes, I couldn't really tell. It was both. Like it was in a one localized place, but it was definitely aggravated by certain movements and positions. Right. So I was trying to like, I was leaning on a foam roller. I was trying to like um, ease it with like a, a spiky ball and, you know, all my sort of basic muscular yeah. things trying to ease it. And then over the course of the day, it just worsened and worsened. And then by the end of the night, I was in quite significant pain slept overnight sleeping often when you've got a, a, a sprain or some sort of muscular thing is often the worst part Terrible. of it because you yeah. just lock into that position and then the next morning i woke up in such agony wow um went and had a shower like and hobbling like a 70 year old like like really oh. struggling to just like not move the the back at all went and had a shower and then either the sensory overload or the, the movement of like reaching to like wash parts of the body or whatever was so bad that I actually like ended up yelping in just pure pain and like collapsed to the bottom of the shower. And Casey oh, came dude. running in and be like, what the fuck happened? Oh my, you're on the floor. I was on the floor of the shower, just like frozen, like trying not to move as the like waves of pain subsided. Dude. Um, and so then we, we booked in a, a time with the GP um, and they had a look at it and they were basically like, yeah, it looks like some sort of muscular or skeletal sprain or something like that. Probably a combination of you had a massage four days ago and then on the weekend you went for a road trip and you were just sort of sat in a position for a while that, oh. that I don't know, just like locked it slightly weird. And then it, it just slowly eventuated over that weekend. So I... I was just like trembling because it was like, I was getting spasms in that spot and like waves of like radiating pain up and down the back. And so they, they gave me a couple of different meds. They gave me an anti-inflammatory to sort of gently soothe it. But they also yeah. gave me like full on muscle relaxant, like to help sleep overnight because it was so tight and so tense in that spot that it was like, knitting into that sort of like core of the pain in the middle of the, the back and it was like truly really one of the least pleasant pains i've had in my life <laughs> thankfully it is it is eased over the past week and i the drugs did their things really remarkably well um and you know ended up able to go to the gym again by friday like feeling much more like myself but yeah. god it was it was strange and it was very unpleasant i don't recommend Back pain is the worst. Back pain is it so is, shit. 
it's so integral to the infrastructure of your body yeah. that like it it ruins you. There's like, no you movement get, you can do that doesn't no, that, exactly. involve it. <laughs> exactly. And it feels like it seems like uh, it's it's like such a common thing to happen as people get older. Yeah. Um it's like every you know, so many people have back issues. Yeah. You know, as you get older it's like if you're having them now, that's not a good sign. <laughs> yeah, I mean that that was the thing that annoyed me was that like I do actually have a lot of conscious thought about my my posture and my back position and everything because it is one of those again just migraine notes that I'm constantly thinking of like how's my, how's my neck where's my position like how how am I sat and so when it was still like out of nowhere I have this crazy fucking thing I was like I went to the masseuse to try and improve things and they actively made it uh, like week of pain yeah annoying. do you complain do you complain in that in that situation or <laughs> I mean, there's there's a sort of thing where it's like a causality question, yeah. right? Where you're like, I can't, like, what are you meant to do? <laughs> like, my doctor yeah. says this is your fault. Well, yeah. You know, if you had food poisoning and I'd like had a shitty meal and I knew that it had come on after I'd eaten, like I could pinpoint it to a, the thing I ate for dinner last night, then yeah, I think you could go back to the the restaurant and say, hey, don't give raw chicken to people, but... <laughs> Yeah, with medical stuff, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, this is one of the few, few examples where it kind of pays to be a jellyfish. A hundred percent. Do you know what I well, mean? Also, jellyfish are immortal, right? Like they just live forever. Do they? Yeah, some of them just act unless they're eaten. They will never die. They just don't die. Well, wow, you really took that hard. I'm sorry. I really thought about being a jellyfish. <laughs> yeah, you, really good you went somewhere. <laughs> you audibly <laughs> went somewhere. <laughs> went to the sea. Yeah. Went to the deep sea. Uh, do you know how they judge the spiciness of chilies? Scoville scale. Yeah. Do you know how the Scoville scale works? Do you know what the measurement of the Scoville scale is? Is it pain? Yeah. But do you want to know how they actually judge it? How they judge whether a, you know, ghost yeah. chili is super hot compared to this other thing. I would love to know that. Well, let's do a little bit of talk about that. So, this was invented in 1912, right? Ooh. Very, very old um, system, and arguably one in need of replacement. Um, chili pepper heat was measured by Wilbur Scoville a pharmacist who came up with this way of measuring pepper pungency back in 1912. So here's how you do it. If you want to get a new, new chili on the scale, this is how they do it. You take a pepper, you dry it, you dissolve it in alcohol. Yep. Then you dilute it with sugar water and you keep diluting it until three of a panel of five humans can no longer taste the heat. Oh, so if you have to dilute one unit of capsaicin-infused alcohol with 10,000 units of sugar water for the pepper's flavour to be undetectable, that pepper rates a 10,000 on the Scoville scale. Huh. So that's actually what it is. And that is kind of rubbish <laughs> because humans yeah, it are... it is a very... Early, very, it's a very, very 100-years-ago way to measure yeah. something. Look, it? 1912, no shame. You had some other shit going on. Great idea. Someone had to start creative. measuring it. Yep. We have computers now. We have technology. Um, humans 
are actually very good at detecting detecting capsaicin, but they're not nearly as good as a high-performance liquid chromatograph. <laughs> um, so we can measure them without diluting them in sugar water and assembling a panel of humans that have different perceptions of heat and palates that get fatigued, and it's a job for a machine. Um, so one of the researchers in this uh, article here, a guy called Paul Bosland, studied chilies at the New Mexico State University, and his name is so that, closely tied. Way. I mean, if I you're love that. Do it I love that he's at a party. He's like, "What do you do? What do you study? Chilies." Chili guy. Yeah, I and study chilies. His name is so closely tied to capsaicin that when the school raised a million dollars to endow a professorship devoted to pepper research, they're doubling down. The officials named it after him. Um, so uh, pure capsaicin in parts per million is 1 million ppm. 1 ppm translates to 16 Scoville units. So that scale tops out at 16 million. The Carolina Reaper, one of the very hottest peppers going, comes in at 2.2 million Scoville. Jalapenos sort of come in in a more normal range of 4,000 to 8,000. Hungarian hot wax peppers, 5,000 to 10,000. Um, but the ranges are maddening. You can grow the same kind of pepper in the same field and get different heat levels depending on the environment, the weather, and the ripeness. If it's a different cultivar and you're growing it in a different place, it's completely different. It, the, the, the Scoville scale itself <clears throat> is a bit OTT, in my opinion. Like 6 million? Like, you could... How, what, you do you, could what do you do with that number? Condense that. You could. Yeah. But chilies are an interesting uh, vegetable. Are they a vegetable? Yeah, I guess they're a vegetable. Um, because they're, I guess, like, you know, it's, it's, a, it's a self-defense mechanism, isn't it? Like, the, the, the spiciness is a self-defense mechanism of, uh, you know, basically a, a plant. Yeah, um, and we've learned to kind of ingest it and use it in 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 food and and get enjoy. I mean, we both love spicy food. You know, it's like there's like this weird euphoria. I don't know. It's probably tied in with like masculinity or ego for some of us. We won't say who. <laughs> Same thing. Yeah. Um, but like it, it is. The, it's a very interesting kind of you know vegetable. Do also, you... like a, a cousin of you know evolved from capsicums which is just like the most you know inoffensive vegetable that there is and then it's just kind of taken a bad turn and it's just like the bad boys <laughs> Grew up like on the wrong side of doing the drugs you know <laughs> comes back and yeah he's got Christmas. a tattoo it's got a tattoo smoking <laughs> yeah it's just like capsicums are just the christ like the nice christian family that's like i don't even know you <laughs> But they no. I I think if they're capsicums, still show love for their relatives, like and the the chili's trying to like pull away. But capsicums yeah. like you always have a homie. You always can you, come back. You, you're we're you're still peppers. one of us. We are all peppers. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and peppers um, stick together. Hot ones. You watch hot ones, don't you? Yeah, every now and then. Yeah, I remember that guest. you imported some of those sauces to do your own hot ones at a Christmas. A we few did years our ago. own hot ones. Yeah. Yeah. It was fun. Did you ever hit anything that was too hot for you? Or did you enjoy all of them? We were all just so drunk that it didn't matter. It was, <laughs> no, it was, it was a fun thing to do. I don't, I'm not sure if I'm a huge hot sauce guy. Like, I think I want to be. Uh, but I'm just like, is hot sauce that good? Like, It's maybe a very American sauce. condiment, right? Like, it's a thing that yeah. you put on 
cuisine over there because American food's bland or because there's a lot of great like Mexican food everywhere. Yeah. But I don't think I'm, in our day-to-day life you're going down to the like the cafe and you're ordering your <laughs> your BLT and wishing that the hot sauce was on the no. table as well. It's not quite the same. No. Yeah, I'll take a hot sauce on a on a, like a taco, but like Oh yeah. I I pref- I'll take a spicy mayo over anything any like no matter what it is. A spicy mayo over anything. Over any uh, condiment. If I see spicy mayo on a menu, I'm I'm getting whatever that is. Okay. And by spicy, yeah. you mean hot chili or do you mean like a chipotle mayonnaise? Oh, I love a chipotle mayonnaise. I don't really mind. Okay. Is it spicy and mayonnaise in the same like next to each other? Yeah. It's like yin and yang. Yeah, they've peace. World peace has been found, and it's chipotle mayonnaise. Yeah. Well, good discussion. If you've enjoyed this episode, then I appreciate you, and I think that you have proven yourself to be one of the more attractive people out there. Um, There are plenty more episodes on our feed, so get scrolling down that thing and pick a random one out. One fifty-seven. I don't know what happened then, but maybe that maybe that's the one to go check out. Uh, there's also plenty of ways to get in contact with us. If you want to find us on Facebook or flick a message on Instagram, send an email to deepfall.gmail.com. We'd love to respond to you and include you as part of the Deepfall family on the show. So don't be afraid. Yeah, we want this to be interactive. And I keep banging on about this, but like, if you're listening to us on Spotify, can you just do five stars? Because... Or just actually just do whatever you want. But I feel like it's right there. You can do it. I've just started grabbing people's phones and doing it. <laughs> just random people on the street or just people that people you on know. The street. I'm like, hey, you, old lady, give me a phone. She's like, I don't have a phone. Okay. I'm like, we'll find one. <laughs> now I'm passing the responsibility down the chain. Now you need to go <laughs> steal someone's phone. Guerrilla marketing, baby. <laughs> Good takeaway. Have you got me an outro? Have you got a? Have we got a story? Have we got a? Have we got a? This might be more my uh, frequency right now, Nick. But I've got a couple of hypotheticals for you. Okay. <laughs> Just dumb ones. Dumb hypotheticals. All right. Hit me. I'll start. I'll start you with this one, and then if you don't like it, we'll go to the next one. All right. So hypothetical here that uh-huh. I saw on Twitter. Okay. Still, still hanging um, around on Twitter. Uh, I actually probably saw this on Instagram and it was the screenshotted from Twitter. <laughs> okay, then that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so $10 million right $10 now million. In, your, in your hand, but uh-huh. there's a catch. In my hand. Not a digital cash. transfer. Tax-free. Oh, <laughs> under the cash. cash. Under the counter. Okay, $10 million, but there's a catch. A snail is chasing you for the rest of your life and if it touches you, you die a terrible death. The snail cannot be killed. It knows your location at all times, and its only purpose is to find you. You gonna take that? Yeah, easy. That's gonna be tough to. Uh, oh, I guess you can. So s- fucking easy. Well, you're just gonna flee the country. Well, yeah, I mean, it can't cross water for one. It doesn't. It's not like an immortal snail. Other people can touch it. Not. It's just me that can't touch it. Just get someone to go put it in a box. Just go put it in a box and bury it in a field. And then I have $10 million. Like, it can't fucking go anywhere and it can't get through a box. It's not fucking... It's not a ghost snail. Just get literally anyone else to pick up the snail and then I'll have $10 million. Okay. No, but the snail can't be killed. That's fine. Just lock it into a concrete booth 
uh, you know, six no, meters yeah. under the ground. <laughs> pour concrete. Just literally pour it into a, a concrete foundation and live your life. It will be an know, internal so torture. To alive. <laughs> like a step of like a... Multi-story just, apartment complex. Just just pacing in snail jail. Yeah. <laughs> okay, but what if? Okay, what if it was a bird? What, what, what it's about the same a bird? thing. No, you can't lock it up. There's, there's, what do you mean you can't, can't lock it up? That doesn't. Can't. It's a free bird. The whole point of the snail metaphor, right, is it's very slowly coming after you. What kind of bird are you going to have that's like very slowly just walking, just like a menacing owl walking towards you on the ground? No, it can fly, and it can fly long distances, and it's looking for you, and it wants to touch you and tag you. And well, when that's, it does, you that's die. a very different um, consideration now. Does that mean that I, I'm always, like, moving from sealed internal space to the next? You know, house to house. Don't want to go out mm. into the open air. I feel like it's the same thing. Just employ someone to catch a bird. Just get mm. someone with a net and just grab this bird for me and then put it in a room. Birds can't open doors. This one can. Oh, God. It's got, it's got a very strong beak, Okay. Very strong beak. Can smash okay, see, windows. Now things are getting interesting. Can oh, it use that. lock picks? Yeah. Oh, fuck. Okay. So I can't mm. lock this bird up. No. And it's fast flying. What are we talking? Emu? <laughs> You went to emu, the most non-bird bird that there is. <laughs> I would say an emu is the one of the birdiest birds there is. It's a huge fucking bird. It's more bird than just about any other bird on the planet. I don't consider emus a bird. It's more bird than a tawny frogmouth. Uh, how is that true? Uh, because it's so much birdier. It's bigger. It's got wings. It's like a a tawny frogmouth like a... just looks like a stick. I love Tony Frog Mouse. They're very cool. Yeah, all right. Well, maybe. I don't know. I, I When I read that, I was like, oh, this will be good. <laughs> it was good. And then... It was also very easy. Yeah, it was easy. But in my head, I was like, oh, yeah, that's pretty. That's actually pretty good, you know? Yeah. Um, side, just a side question. Just a little <laughs> admin that, you know, you can leave in or, or whatever. <laughs> a little bit <laughs> of admin. They in the middle of the they've game. Sw- <laughs> they've switched off. Um <laughs> I had an an idea for an episode we could do. It would require a little bit of homework, but we could do our own off-menu. That might be fun. Oh, yeah. That's a fun idea. That might be a nice while you're traveling kind of idea. Yeah, something like... Anyway. Yeah. (laughs) I'm sure they won't care. Yeah, who cares? Do we care? I don't care. I don't give a shit. I don't fucking care. I'm so cool. I just don't even care at all. I don't care about you. I don't even care what other people think. That's how cool I am. (laughs) That's I don't really think, cool. I don't even think about it. Do you care what I think? I don't care about what anyone thinks because I'm just a cool guy. Uh, I do. I care what you think a little bit, but I didn't want to say it. Oh, that's really nice. That's what was really your next nice. hypothetical? All right, next one. <laughs> just to, just knocking these down, you know? Yeah. Um, next one. Would you... This is more serious. Oh, if you, <laughs> we might have done these it, in the wrong order. No, if you won the lottery, I'm curious to know how you would um, how you'd go about it. If you would tell anyone what you do, well, it's one of those apocryphal things, right? Where they they tell you don't say it to 
don't say ever that you won. Don't ever say that you won money because then people come knocking, right? Mm. And they also say like immediately go and get a financial advisor and put them in charge of it all and lock it up and, and, you know, do that for six months before you tell anyone and, you know, make sure that it's all looked after so that you don't waste it and lose it all. Like take the advantage of having the money to ensure that you never have to worry about money again. Yep. But then I feel like if I like the people that I'm currently friends with and family with, I don't know that there's a way that you could suddenly have a shit ton of money no, and, and hide not it. have it be apparent yeah. to people. <laughs> but I don't see you as someone who's going to be buying a car. Like, I don't think like yeah. you'd go out and buy a flashy car. No. Well, you'd probably buy a house, maybe. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I, I, I might do a nice trip, I guess. Yeah. But no, I'm not going to go buy... I mean, I, do, I guess it depends how much money we're getting. But I'm not going to go buy a yacht. Like, I don't fucking care about being a yacht person or something like that. Yeah. Well, let's say it's 10 mil to stick with... To make it consistent. 10 the, mil. 10 mil. Yeah. I mean, so 10 it's, mil... It's modest. Is, it's is modest. modest. It's not... It's not... But it is life-changing. It's life-changing, but it is absolutely not fuck around and do whatever you want forever money. Because 10 no, mil no, no. is, you know, you buy a few houses and you're then it's gone you know like yeah so you still got to think about it at that point i do have a fantasy of like obviously of like winning the lottery but like i just think it would be so great to like just never tell anyone like not even i don't know your parents you know you just you wouldn't even you tell just, your parents i don't know like sometimes i, I fantasize about that <laughs> <You> know, just <laughs> i just, I'm just i won 10 million dollars and my parents will get none of it and just tell, well, I mean. Or do you want to be the anonymous charitable donor? Well, where it's that's like the other thing. Someone has donated, someone has paid off your mortgage and you'll never find out who. But Michael's got a cool think... diamond earring now. So yeah. <laughs> spent a lot of it, spent a lot of it on the, on the earring. Yeah. Uh, I don't, I wouldn't be able to do that. I, I keep seeing these, um, if, there's kind of a myth, but. I, these videos, I don't know if you see them on Instagram or Facebook. I really just got to get off social media. I'm I think so, so annoyed by it. But you see these videos of like these social experiments that people do where they test like a, you know, someone working at like some gas station in, you know, Florida and they go, oh, you know, I don't have any food right now. Can you cut, can you buy my food? Cause I'm hungry. And then they, they do it and they're filming the whole thing oh. and then they do it. And then they go, I'm actually super rich. Here's $50. Oh. Like, oh my God. I'm like, just do it. If you're going to be nice, just do it. Oh, but they, they need so to film gross. it. I know, man. It's like, it feels so icky and I can't stop watching them oh. and, it it's like this. It's like the worst part of humanity. That's like, so narcissistic. It's to so be narcissistic. Like not just doing a nice thing, but doing a nice thing and wanting random people yes. on the internet to know and applaud you for it. Isn't that the worst? Isn't that the worst? That's gross. You know, yeah. I I don't use TikTok and I don't like it. And also, the Chinese government's spying on you. But anyway, the um, there's a guy who goes around and asks random strangers if he can cut their lawn. Yeah. And he does it for free and he just films it because it's very satisfying to watch so, like a professional gardener go and tidy up the lawn. 
It is. And that, I find that quite nice. Yeah. I'm, I mean, he's just putting out good content. Okay? Yeah, that's just classic content. <laughs> that's classic that's content. Just a classic grass trimming content mill. Yeah. yeah that's a very hard content. sentence for me to say. I had to really think about every word as they came out. Glass it's trimming like, content mill. I feel. I feel like late, lately my speaking gets a little bit, a little bit tougher. Like I feel like I do feel like words are falling out of my brain. <laughs> Just yeah. end it there. No, no more follow-up. <laughs> the acid really didn't do anything, though. Uh, it was good. <laughs>